Second Peter chapter 2. Amen. Beginning in verse 1. And it says, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. I want to talk about this morning the threats to the Christian church. The threats to the Christian church. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so very much for your grace and mercy. We ask that you'd forgive us all of our sins, clear our minds, clear our hearts. And I ask now that you'd use me for your glory. Hide me behind the shadow of your cross. Fill me a fresh Holy Spirit. And bless now the teaching of your word. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. One of the things that Satan is good at is deception. If Satan can get you to believe a lie, he's got you. Deception and heresy are two things that Satan launches against the Christian church. Today I want to talk to you about the threats to the Christian church because we are the church. There are many false religions out here. Many false religions. There are different religions that teach different things, but there are Christian cults that call themselves Christian, but in all actuality, they're a cult. A cult is an organization that teaches everything opposite of the Bible or distorts truth, the truth of God's word. For instance, in Mormonism, they believe that Jesus is the brother of the devil, begotten through sexual intercourse with a God who came from another planet. In Jehovah Witness, they believe that he is Michael, the archangel, who became a man. In the New Age movement, they believe that he's a man in tune with divine consciousness. And most cults today, they distort the name of Jesus. In our passage today, Peter was dealing with an issue, that very same issue in the church. There were false prophets rising up. As a matter of fact, when the Edict of Milan was passed in 313 AD, the church was then free to move into the world. But what happened was because before they were restricted from being in the world. They could not worship, they could not teach. But when the Edict of Milan came, they were able to go out into the world, but here's the problem, the world came into the church. 
And today what we find, saints, is that the world is in the church. The world has overtaken the church today. The church is not what the church used to be. Do I have a witness today? The church used to be a place you can go to, amen, and find answers from God's word. But today we find preachers who are preaching self-help messages and amen and prosperity and healing and all of these other things that has nothing to do with salvation. As the Mormons twist the view of Jesus, as the Jehovah Witness twists the view of Jesus, you have to be careful that whether you you have to be careful that you don't fall victim to any of these types of teaching. There are people that will come to you telling you this and telling you that Jesus wasn't this or amen, God isn't this. I met a guy on the plane yesterday that said to me that we are gods. In other words, what he was saying is that he did not believe in the true and living God. And my question to him was this, if you died today, where would you spend eternity? He did not know. He thought he was going to heaven. Come on, somebody. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. You got to be careful that you are not dabbling in the wrong types of doctrine. That you're not listening to the wrong things because Satan will deceive you and he will cause you to think that you can coexist with a cult and Christianity. Do I have anybody this morning? Peter is writing to a church. And what had happened was false teachers were rising up in this church. And if you look at it, he was saying to them, amen, that you can overcome. If you look at chapter 1, he says here, he says that in verse 3, he says, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life. Life and what? Godliness. And so what? What Paul, what Peter was trying to say to these Christians, there were, there were teachers coming in trying to tell them that they needed more to go to another level. That they needed a little bit more anointing. That they need a little bit more, amen, depth. But I want to declare to you that the Bible says that we have everything. Come on, somebody. Everything. And see, sometimes we're looking for something grander. But what we need to do is look at the word of God. What you have to live a Christian life, you already possess it. It's a matter of tapping into it. I'm talking to somebody. And oftentimes we are searching for the right church or we're searching for the right thing. But what you possess, what you're looking for, you already possess. You have to tap into it, but you have to make sure that you are being brought up on right doctrine. Pure doctrine. Sound doctrine. Come on, somebody. Not somebody that will twist up the deity of Jesus. Not somebody who will twist up the word of God. The Jehovah Witness wrote their New World Translation, and in there, they distort Jesus. In John 1.1, it says in their version, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was a little g God. The Bible also says whoever adds to this word or takes away from this word, the plagues of this book will be added onto them. Are you with me? And so they are bold enough 
to distort God's word. Do I have anybody? I want to tell you there are threats in our Christian church today. There are people trying to talk to you about a false religion, about a false faith, and you have to be careful that you do not fall for it. He says that we have everything. Look at verse one, chapter 1, verse 3. He says we have everything pertaining to life and godliness through what? The true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. In other words, he's saying everything you need to live this Christian life is in you. Stop tripping. Stop trying to listen to other teachers or somebody else who's trying to deposit the wrong thing in your spirit. Let me show you something. The world has a doctrine. Come on, somebody. Listen, Facebook got theology. Twitter got theology. Instagram got theology. And sometimes we're looking to these things. To Google got, got theology. It's amazing. Every time we want to know something, we Google it. Not knowing the source of our answers. Come on, somebody. We got to check things out. And as a Christian, you got to check things out. When somebody starts talking to you about something else other than what you have been taught already, come on, somebody, then that means you're looking for something. But I want to tell you something. Deception runs through this whole chapter in this book. Deception is what Peter was talking about. This is one of the books that preachers are not preaching from right now. They don't want to touch it. Why? Because it's true and, and oftentimes we find ourselves drifting away from God. Let me say this to you. If you're struggling today, it's because you're not applying the word of God. If you are a Christian, I can stand upon this with flat-footed and tell you this is the truth. If you are struggling financially today, then let me tell you something. You got a problem with God. That's what your problem is. And here's what your other problem is. You're not a good steward. And here's the other problem. Maybe your heart isn't right. Come on, somebody. I can pinpoint the problem real quick. But the false teacher will tell you, well, you got to sow a seed here. Or you got to do this, that. And you got to do this, that. And you got to jump over hoops. And I want to tell you something. The answer lies in your obedience to God. Come here, Cain and Abel. You know what Cain and Abel's issue was? It was over an offering. God says, who, God didn't even ask for it. He wanted the right attitude about it. Come on, somebody. So here's what I want you to understand, saints. The false teachers will lure you away from the Bible. Amen. They don't want you in this word. But look what he says in verse 6. He says, not only do you need to understand what you need to overcome cults and cults and different false teachers, all these threats to the Christian community, but verse 5, he says, now for, for, for verse 5, he says, now for this very reason, also applying all diligence, in your faith, supply moral excellence. And in moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, what? Perseverance. And in your perseverance, what? Godliness. When was the last time you focused on how you are living as a Christian? Godliness. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Folk want to get deep in the Bible, but they're not living godly. Come on, somebody. 
People are struggling, but they don't see that I'm not living what the book is telling me to live. But I want favor and I want a blessing. And then some false teacher comes along and offers you something, watch this, that you've been looking for. Oh, the devil's good at that. And you know what the devil's also good at? He will never show you the situation close up. He'll always show it to you from a distance. I wish I had somebody. Look what he says. He says, he says godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, what? Love. Look at verse 8. He says, for if these qualities, you know what he's doing before he introduces about the false prophets? He's saying, you got to see and or, or do an introspection of your life. Look at your life and say, am I the real deal? Am I the real deal? He says, he says, watch what he says. He says, for if these qualities, what qualities? Faith, excellence, self-control, perseverance, come on somebody, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. If you possess those qualities, he says, watch this, and, in, and are what? Increasing, they render you neither what? Useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what he's saying? He's saying that if you grow in these qualities, if you practice kindness, if you perfect love, come on somebody, if you have self-control, yeah, every now and then I want to lose control, but the Holy Spirit has a way of just yeah, grabbing me and amen. And I want to tell you something, saints. You got to be careful of these threats because Satan is after your faith. He is after your Christian walk. Are you going to let him take it? Come on, somebody. He hung, bled, and died on Calvary's cross. He paid a price for your faith. I wish I had somebody. You know, Satan's counterfeits. If you look at verse 1 of chapter 2, he says, now what, what the devil was trying to do to this church, he was trying to let, get them to believe that the word of God was just written by mere men. There are people arguing right now that the word of God is not the word of God. The black Israelites, they don't believe that, they, they believe in Yah, not Jesus. They, they, they'll take the Bible and twist it. I'm trying to warn you, saints. Be careful of these things. Watch the text. The text says right there in chapter 1, 2 Peter 1, and look at verse 19. So we have the prof prophetic word made more sure to which you do well to do what? See, that's the problem. The problem is we come to church and we don't pay attention. When a prophet, like right now, a prophetic word is being preached to you, you do well to pay attention. Why? Because it's coming from God. Look what he says. He says, pay attention as to what? A lamp shining in a dark place until the dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. But know this first of all. Now watch this. They wanted to discredit the word. 
So the first thing that I would give you is that, number one, the enemy wants, watch this, to distort your godliness. He wants to distort your growth. He wants to, amen, he wants to deny you of what God has for you. You might want to write that down. He wants to deny you of what God has for you. He wants to, watch this, distort your godliness. Amen. And he wants to, watch this, dilute your faith. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. You got to turn off that other Bible. Whatever Bible you've been reading. You got to get away from those people who've been trying to deposit false teachings in your spirit. I don't know why I'm pressing here, but the Lord sent me back from Los Angeles to tell you, church, that you got to be careful who you hang around with. Because there are people who will try to, dis listen, it could be family member. It could be family, and they're the ones, and I'm going to show you in a minute, they're the ones that will rise up to pull you away from God. The next thing that Satan wants to do is he wants you to doubt the word. Distort your faith. Amen. Destroy your godliness. Come on, somebody. And he wants you to deny the word of God. Watch what he says. He so, so what, Paul, what Peter said, Peter said, now let me let you know something about these false teachers. That would, this is why it's so important to know back, the background of a, of a verse. Watch what he says. He says, and I'm almost done. He says, for no prophecy was ever, no, he says, now know this, verse 20 of chapter 1. What he said? But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. What he's saying is that this book is real. This is not a matter of one's own interpretation. Be careful of those people who don't know the word that's trying to exegete the word to you. And not only that, but be careful of those people who are not using the inspired word of God. If it's the New World Translation, it's not true. Come on, somebody. If it's the Book of Mormons, it's not true. Come on, somebody. It's if, if it's the Bible of Satan, which there is a Bible of Satan, then it's not true. And you and I have to be very careful that we do not, if it's the Apocrypha, which are the lost books of the Bible, which were not canonized, then that's not what you need as an inspired word of God. Oh, yeah, the Maccabees and all these other things, they are not part of the canonized word of God. Canon means the rule. It, the, 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 whenever, how we got the 66 books is that each book had to meet a certain standard before we got, how do you think we got 66 books? We got 66 books because they found, they validated up against the canon so that we would have the truth. And it had to be prophetic. Are you with me? Be careful, y'all. You got people passing out magazines. We got people uh, passing out uh, literature. We got, but guess what? We're not doing nothing. Nothing. We're, we're not sharing the truth. Well, let me get started on that. Are we sharing the truth with anybody? 
Are we, are we talking to them about, or are we compromising when we talk to them? Are we, listen, don't you have no Bible study with no Jehovah Witness? They're going to get you. You are not strong enough yet to deal with them. Amen. Because if they're going to use their Bible, then you're gone. And they will argue, right? But watch this. They have 16 prophecies that they have prophesied that had never come to pass. They said that the world was going to end in 1914. And guess what? We're still here. Why would you follow a person, an organization, uh, every time they predict something, they lie? Do you know how many people they convert a year? 30,000 people. Why am I talking about this at my church? That's what I was talking about in L.A. Why am I bringing it back here to the vision? You know why? Because some of us may be on the edge. You're trying, well, I'm not getting this faith thing. I don't understand it. You're going through a test, man. Right now, you're being tested. God wants to see, are you the real deal? Before he can give you anything, you have to be tested. Amen. Why would he trust you with more if you haven't been tested? Come on, somebody. Y'all with me? Watch what Paul, watch what he says. He says, no, no scripture. So he wants to distort the word of God. Watch what he says. For no prophecy was a matter of man, of a man, made by an act of what? Human will, but men what? Moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Now here's the thing. If you have a doubt about the word of God, then come talk to me. You know why? Because if you doubt this, you got a problem with God. The word of God is true. It's inspired. Amen. And I double dare you to stand upon it. The word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The word of God will break down those barriers in your life. The word of God will give you substance in the midst of a life that looks like it's going, it's falling down. The, the word of God is what we come for every week. We come to sing, we come to clap, but we come for a word. And if your pastor is not preaching a word, then you're in the wrong church. He can tell you, you can go to the next level. He can reference the scripture, but is he getting in the word? The word is what changes you. And you and I have to be careful of these threats. Satan is threatening you. He's bullying us. Come on, somebody. Don't you let him. You take back your ground. But let me, show you, let me show you something about false prophets. Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what, he, watch what Peter says. Peter pointed out something here. Look what he says. He says, but false prophets also arose among the what? People. You know what he was saying there? You know what he was pointing to? He was pointing to the Old Testament. You know what he was saying? There's always been false teachers. This is new. A false prophet will deny Christ, will deny the word, will deny God. Amen. They will twist the word of God. 
They deny the Trinity. The Trinity is the one that they deny. They deny Jesus as God. Whenever you hear someone talking about their religion, if they don't say that Jesus is God, okay? Cult. That's a cult. That's a false prophet. But he says false prophets arose among the people back then. But look what he says. Just as there was also what? False what? Teachers. Where? Where? Among you. So not only did false teachers come, amen, uh, did they always exist, but false teachers teach destructive heresies. Now, let me tell you what the word heresy means. The word heresy used to be uh, to make a choice. But the word came to mean a sect or a party. Amen. So whenever someone introduces a false doctrine or a heresy, they are promoting their own party. I had somebody. They're promoting their own agenda. And while in church, you got to be careful because he says, they came in among you who will secretly introduce destructive. You want to know why you're not growing? You've been listening or you've been partying with the wrong people. He says there were false prophets before, but there are false prophets among you. Wonder why you're not succeeding? You're listening to the wrong voice. Threats in the Christian church. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says, introducing what? Destructive heresies. Watch this now. Even denying the what? So, so the next thing is that Satan will do is he'll, he'll give you destructive teaching. He wants you on his own party. He wants you to have a pity party. He wants you not to listen. You know, why, you know why he doesn't want you to listen to the word of God and want you to sit here and worry about everything that's going on in your life rather than coming to the hospital to be healed? Because he wants you to believe that this isn't real. Matter of fact, I'm, let me say this. It may not be a person, it may be you. That your heart is being turned and you're not hearing the word anymore because you're not applying it anymore. Because somebody said, you know, somebody in the congregation said something to me. Somebody said something, or, some, or you heard something, or look at how they act. Look, you don't act no different. If you don't act no different, then why are you complaining about them? Amen. You ain't saying amen now, are you? Man, and listen, if, if, if flies could talk, they would really tell what you really think. Watch what he says. He says, 
they are, not only do they, do they introduce destructive teachings, but watch this, they deny the master. Denying the master who brought them, who what? Who brought them, brought them what? Brought them where? Can I ask you a question? Did Jesus do anything for you? Or was it just a phase you were going through? How many remember when he brought you from a, yeah, from the pit? How many remember when he picked you up and turned you around and placed your feet on the solid ground? How many remember where God has brought you from? And so the question is, for, uh, for, for, for being politically correct, why are you denying the master? Amen. Look what he says. He says, bringing what? Swift destruction upon themselves. So here's the, here's the results of listening or following a cult or, or, or falling for bad teaching. You bring, write it down, destruction upon yourself. Not only is it destructive teaching, not only is it denying the master, but you bring destruction to yourself because watch this. If you read the rest of 2 Peter chapter 2, he says God didn't spare the people when Noah, he told Noah to build the ark. Amen. He goes on and he gives a list of things that God has done in the past to show us that God ain't playing with this. Be careful to who you listen to. Be careful where you're getting fed. Appreciate where you're being fed. Give God glory that you have sound doctrine being taught to you. Lastly, he says here, he says, many will what? Follow their what? Yes. And because of them, the way of truth will be what? Malign. And in their what? Greed. They will exploit you with what kind of words? Now, that word, false words, the word false there, the, 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 those words means a fringe words. It's the Greek word plasteo, where we get the English word plastic. I don't think y'all hearing me. I hope y'all can appreciate this. It's where you get the English word what? Plastic. You know what he's saying? He's saying they will twist up the word. And you and I got to be very careful. Sometimes it sounds good. Sometimes it may even look good. Sometimes they may put a little Photoshop on it. Sometimes they may put it in a nice little magazine, tuck it away and make you feel good about yourself. You know why people leave, leave the church? Because their questions are not being answered in the Christian church. But he says false teachers will arise among us. Be careful. Be careful. Be ready. Be ready to give an answer for why you believe what you believe. Answer something. Why do you come every week? Why do you believe in Jesus? Oh, he's all right. He woke me up this morning. 
start me on my way. No, is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Is he your everything? I, I want to say this to you. In the Mormon religion today, 300,000 converts a year. But in the Christian church where we have the truth, look at all these cheers. <laughs> Nobody want to hear the truth. You know what they want to hear? They want to hear a feel-good message every Sunday morning. And the threats are starting from right. Satan doesn't work from outside. He works from the inside out. So what did I learn this week? <laughs> this is what I taught this week. It was in me. That we got to be careful of these threats to the Christian church. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.